Monsters Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Grizzly Abner, and I'm joined by Professor Wagstaff, Venomous Penny, Hot Toddy. And we are some silly billies this evening, having some laughs here. <laughs> Can't contain ourselves, showing each other funny pictures. But you know what? I'm soldiering through because I'm an adult. <laughs> uh, he made one of those pictures for us. <laughs> and uh, hey, we're doing another Monster Mash. And my name is Grizzly Abner, and I chose, I think, Troll Hunter. Yes, Troll Hunter <laughs> is what I chose. I'm Professor Wagstaff, and I picked Don't Go in the House. Venomous Vinny here, and I picked Terrifier. And Hot Toddy, I chose the 2021 movie Great White. Alright, which I think that's what we're starting with. So Hot Toddy... Take it away! Which I like that you got me to do what I complain about you to, to myself. But Great White, 2021. Is it Great White, 2021? Great White. Directed by Martin Wilson, which is also the professor's dad. Yes. <laughs> Marty, hell of a director. And starring Aaron Jacobinko as Charlie, <laughs> Katrina Bowden, and Kimmy Tuskegee. When <laughs> so many credits opened, I turned to Carrie and I said, I can't wait to hear Tom read these names. <laughs> Tell me the main guy again. Aaron Jakubinko. He should just go by poor man's Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be easier to say. Uh, this is my first time seeing it. Uh, when I saw 2021, uh, I asked Todd if I had to go to the theater to see this, and I didn't. Um, Let's remind folks, I guess you didn't ever say that in an episode, that you wanted us to watch newer movies. <laughs> I didn't. guess there's no making you happy. <laughs> <laughs> My next Roasted. not even released yet. So. <laughs> I didn't mean hot off the press. So, yeah. Um where did I find this one? Shutter, Shutter. Yeah, I I, I, did, I went the AMC Plus route this time because you get AMC Plus and it includes Shutter and IFC with it. Yeah, but Look. you don't get to watch Joe Bob live, do you? No. Wah, no. Wah. And I usually don't. It's some things that are on Shutter, like the time I had to pay for uh, one cut of the dead <laughs> after I paid for Shutter, ten bucks. It's all right. It was a good movie. It was a good movie. It was a good movie. You're welcome. Uh, do you have, uh, anybody else? Is there a third or fourth viewing? Yeah, this was my eighth time. Uh, <laughs> no, nah, this is my first viewing. I had never even heard of this movie until Todd picked it. Uh, first time, but I believe I had seen it when I was, I watch a lot of Shudder, so I believe I'd seen it as I was, uh, rifling through it for something to watch. First viewing, uh, I hadn't heard of the film. I started seeing people posting about it, so, um... I kind of thought that it was not... Uh, I guess I didn't realize it was a Shutter 
movies, so I kind of thought... Uh, I, I have friends that post about movies all the time because they get movies like this in their town to go see in the theater. So I just kind of thought it was something that's going to take a while to come out. And uh, I just thought you were friends with people who were in the movie because I could imagine those are the only people posting about it. <laughs> <laughs> the people were posting that they watched The Great White. So Okay. Kind of like how they, I'm sure the, a lot of your circle posts about Hillabama Shoreline or whatever that thing is. <laughs> Hillabama Shoreline. <laughs> Just for the record, that will be the introductory portion of the title of this episode, and then we will go with the traditional Monster Mash information. That's going to be the reality show that I pitch, Hillabama Shoreline. Give me a Hillbilly Jersey Shore, which has already been done. It's called Party Down South, but... All right, Todd, what's the synopsis? <laughs> so this is a complicated movie, but... Uh, <laughs> Very. So, uh, uh, well, I mean, you get, like any horror movie, you have an attack on a couple, but uh, uh, just kind of breaking it down for uh, shortness, the uh, you have a some wealthy people that are basically taking a like, a like a pleasure flight. They're going around an island. They find a corpse that's half-eaten, so obviously... Let's just go on. Um, they, uh, with some investigating, they're like, oh, shark. And uh, they shark. find a photo, and so they realize there's a girl with them who at the beginning of the movie actually gets knocked out uh, by her boat, so you don't know what's happened. Yeah, that's the cold open, is another couple hanging out at this place. So they go um, search for, to see if they can't find the woman in the plane, and they go down, and um, they find her corpse in the boat, and they're about to take off, and the great white... Attacks their plane. Or did they fuck the plane up? I don't remember. Either way, plane's sinking. They have to get in a life draft and um, try to make it back to shore and survive a great white. And that's the plot of the movie. There you go. Pretty much. You're welcome. So would you say you run them up a tree and see how <laughs> we can get them down? Pretty much. <laughs> You know, if if I were teaching a class and that was the format I was trying to teach, this might be an occasion where I would show people this movie. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. uh, Yeah, that that, that, uh, cold open was pretty good. Shocking. Yeah. I'm trying to say something nice. Okay. I'm, so I'm hearing you. I'll give you that cold open. Yeah. Uh, yeah, initial thoughts. Wasn't crazy about this one. It, 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 uh, I've already forgotten it. Yeah. There's just... I mean, I've watched way schlockier stuff. I mean, it's a it's a serviceable movie. But there's there's nothing new... To the to that subgenre of shark movies, that's the thing. They don't do anything wrong, but they don't do anything right. I think the biggest problem with this is you don't care about anybody. Mm-hmm. None of the characters are interesting. There's no real uh, things to gravitate towards. The one girl's pregnant, and they somehow managed to make you not that invested. <laughs> make you forget about it. Yeah, it reminded me. Uh, it was like Night of the Living Dead. Only not in the house, but on a raft. The way they were arguing. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, oh boy, that Asian dude was a dick. Yeah, total. Yeah, hated him. Yeah. Which was totally. because he was a dick, not because he was Asian. Right, correct. <laughs> correct. Yes, I want to clarify that. Love our Asian listeners. Um, which also was probably most of the trouble they were in was because of him, so. Also. I didn't think this uh, movie was bad at all. Yeah. Uh, it It was fine. This movie was fine. Serviceable. Yeah, uh. It was driving me nuts how these people would scream underwater and still stay under for another four minutes. That drove me nuts. That's how I swim. (laughs) (laughs) Todd always opens with a great scream. All in all... uh, Been kicked out of three Holiday Inns because of that. (laughs) It was everything that you would expect from a shark movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, And have seen in a shark movie. Yeah. It didn't bring anything new. The only thing that really frustrated me with it was the silhouettes I thought looked bad. And I'm like, this is a cheap way to get your point across, and they're not even taking the time to make the movements actually look like real sharks. Like, the silhouettes looked goofy. Yeah. Um, that was my the, thing, the only thing where I was just like, man, come on. The rest of it, it's just popcorn movie. I think this one is not going to land for a lot of people, myself included, because we've had some unique shark movies in the last few years. We had uh, The Shallows. We had 47 Meters Down. Even the sequel to that was pretty entertaining because they tried something new. Uh, This landed for me right around where The Reef did, and The Reef was forgettable. Um, I kind of agree with everything that was said. Um, It's... Definitely better made than a lot of like sci-fi stuff. Yeah, stuff off sci-fi. Um, channel, I'll agree with that. So yeah. it looks like a theatrical movie. So props there. Better acting. Um, they. Uh, uh, I lost my track here because things are being pointed out. Um, but yeah, Squirrel. they're. I mean, they're really. Well, I mean, I didn't hate it. I didn't think it was great either. I mean, it was nothing new. Um, thought the reveals with the shark uh, face on were okay. Uh, right there towards the very, very end. Yeah. I mean, there was at least some semblance of a, of a payoff there. Because I thought they really drugged their feet with a lot of soap. Did you guys like when the sharks roared? <laughs> with, well, I just there was a lot of the soapy drama in, you know, between the people. And I'm like, like nobody needs any of this shit. Like, how many decades have we had I, shark movies? Like, just give us the goods. I, I kind of almost thought it was going to go in a different direction just by having the Asian guy get killed before he made it to the boat. Because you could tell right away that he is going to be the, probably most of their deaths. So I was like, oh, that would have been different because then there wouldn't really be as much drama other than... I think there's enough drama that you're stuck in a boat with right. killer sharks. The, the pure survival side of yes. it. Yes. But yeah, it, it wasn't horrible, but, but not great. Yeah, just forgettable. Um, yeah, and that's the thing too is that so we get that the the white lady is pregnant, the Asian lady is trying to spread her grandfather's ashes, and like <clears throat> like at the beginning, I'm like, okay, this is development. This is what we're trying to get into, and then you just don't care, right? They yeah. went nowhere with it. Yeah. All right. Anything else to say about Great White? I would only recommend this to absolute like shark obsessed people like that have to see every shark movie otherwise yeah. I don't think you're going to get much out of it 
Now, and and say, let's say you like shark stuff, but you hate like the Sharknados and the sci-fi stuff, this right. could fill that niche for you. Also, and I don't mean this in a condescending way, but like if you're 14, this might be a great time if you don't have a long history of shark movies. Sure. This might be a, a fun entry-level movie, but for, for most, I, I don't think people are going to get much out of it. It is. It's it's not as scary as going to a great white concert, but... <laughs> True. So I would call it okay white. Yes. <laughs> Mediocre white. Yeah. All right. Next film. Toddy, what do we got? Uh, next film. We got Troll Hunter 2010, written and directed by Andre Overdahl, starring Otto Jesperson, Johanna Mork, and Glenn Erlen Tolsterud. <laughs> Scandinavian languages are fun. Let me tell you how ple- like, I've seen this movie before, but I forgot lots of the things about it. So let me tell you how pleased I was that I was like, "Well, I'm I'm fighting sleep, but let me put this movie in." But go ahead. Troll Hunter. This is a Norwegian film. Um, so we open with some uh, text that tells us that. Um, 280-some hours of raw footage uh, are sent to this film crew or this studio. Wait, is this found footage? It is. And they were trying to determine if it was a prank or if it was authentic. And they determined that it was authentic, and this is a rough cut that has been assembled of that raw footage that they got. So it's these kids. They're from Volda College, and they're following... Uh, this story that they think is about a bear poacher. And you find these bear hunters. And in Norway, um, in similar ways to America, the game is is managed by the government. And so these bear hunters are like, no, we know the bear hunters here. There's this guy that's hanging around, and he's not a bear hunter. And so we think he's a poacher. And so that's the story that they think that they're going after. But then they find a dead bear. But there's not bear tracks around. These tracks look fake. And so they keep following uh, this bear, this guy they think is a bear poacher. And they follow him to this campground where he lives and he doesn't want to talk to him. And then they follow him out into the woods at night because they think he's out there poaching bears. And when they get out there, he comes running out of the darkness and he shouts, Troll! at them. And they're like, what is this? Is this the same movie I watched? Maybe. And uh, (laughs) one of them gets attacked, but he doesn't see what attacks him. Their car gets destroyed. And then they escape with him, and he agrees that he's going to let them follow him and film this. Thoughts so far. This is my second viewing. I liked it the first time, found it on DVD, and bought it. And I thought this would be a good, a good, good one to take a shot. So, tell me your history with the film and what you think about the synopsis so far. Uh, this was my second viewing. I had originally watched it about a year ago, actually, um, just because I'm always looking for more to add to winter horror, and this kind of looked like it might be that with some snow elements to it. Um, and then because the director went on to have success here in America, largely because of this movie. Yeah. Because we've covered the autopsy of Jane Doe. Right. Um, and he's done at least something else I can't remember right yeah. now. But, I thought my head um, Scary stories to tell in the dark. Yeah. Um, 
<clears throat> so yeah, I, this is the second viewing. Um, it's not something I'm in love with, but I think there's some interesting things we're talking about with this. Yeah, I think it's fun. First viewing for me. <laughs> I got five minutes into this and sent a message to the guys and I said, Grizz, did you pick another goddamn found footage movie? Guilty as charged. Listeners, I am so concerned with this fetish right now with him. There, We have covered so many found footage movies and with the amount of good found footage movies, it does not justify the amount that we have covered on this show. Uh, this movie, I, w- I thought it was very original the way it was. They came across this footage from a group of young filmmakers who went out to film one thing, but ended up discovering another thing, and then they disappeared and the footage was found. It, that, whoo, brand new, bud, brand <laughs> new. Uh, but in seriousness, uh, as I watched it, I at least liked that it was a creature feature. Uh-huh, I thought that really young. I was surprised to see CGI worked in with found footage. So it was interesting enough for me to watch it. I did this was not like watching Hell House LLC. <laughs> uh, that's, I, cute. that's a compliment. I at least watched this as a film. Do, with the CG, do you mean smaller things that you would expect practical? Because I mean, it seems like. For the the scope of what they're doing, I just do. I didn't expect something that's found footage to have giant CGI gotcha. creatures come out. Gotcha. Like I didn't. You're ex- talking about more the norms. Of I, I, yeah, I didn't. I didn't expect decision. Harry Potter esque creatures in a found footage. Gotcha. Uh, this is my second viewing. I I watched this when it first came out. So it had a lot of buzz around it. I enjoy the movie, but I definitely. Completely forgot that it's a subtitle movie, so it's not something I would have watched as I'm fighting sleep. Um, but yeah, I don't. I don't think it's bad at all. Um, I definitely don't get. Uh, I definitely don't get my rocks hard when, like you, when uh, found footage is on. But uh, but I also do like. I like the trolling stuff in it, and it's a it's a weird movie, so that stuff works for it. Um, but um, unless I. Forgot that I speak like Norwegian. I swear I've watched this movie and could understand what they were saying without reading it. But that's just me. Maybe, maybe I was on better drugs ten years ago. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just want to say right here, uh, you have a problem. Or are you going to admit that? No, no. Step no. one. Um, yeah, I, finally we're having this conversation. Yes. <laughs> you know what? Another conversation for another day. <laughs> I was just going to say, besides Hell House LLC, which was my doing, you can't blame me for Paranormal Activity. I don't know. What's a, what, I haven't made you watch any terrible found footage movies. With the exception of Hell House LLC movies? <laughs> I just said that. I made that clarification. And, and, and the majority of the Paranormal Activity movies? I just told that was not my doing. Todd, was that your doing? I mean, it was a franchise we hadn't done, but I noticed how he did What's subjective, too? I mean, there's been a lot of other ones we've watched that don't necessarily hate, but there have been a lot of found footage. Disproportionately to how many good ones there are. Well, saturated market, bud. <laughs> 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 uh, 
<laughs> All right, so. Now I'm going to have to make a comprehensive list. What was it? <laughs> Alabama Shoreline? <laughs> Hillabama. Hillabama. Hillabama Got it. Um, so, uh, <laughs> I want to say at this point, before I forget, in going into the rest of the film, I think the actor that plays the troll hunter did a great job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Flat affect. Hates what he's doing. So basically, that you was find Ben that, Affleck. <laughs> that was a great rookieism. Sorry. Um, <laughs> um, but I just so that that's a plot point in that he's gotten to the point that he hates what he's doing, and the the Norwegian government won't let him stop what he's doing. That's why he's letting them film. He's like, you know what? Bust it wide open. Yeah, yeah, I hate this. So come on, join me. But I have to ask, do any of you believe in God or Jesus? <laughs> and they're like, no. No, no, not me. As I use like, trolls hate Christians. Which is the weirdest. <laughs> you can smell Christianity on somebody. Like That was weird. Wasn't that the whole thing of the Jack and the Beanstalk? <laughs> I see. I smell an English man, so maybe I'm, <laughs> maybe I'm thinking Christian man. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, are they not the same thing? But it's kind of a fun play on kind of the pushback against Christianity in Norway with like the black metal scene and then burning churches down. If you know that history, I right. so uh, <laughs> I think about that. Well, that's another documentary for another day. <laughs> yep, they'll find another found footage for that. <laughs> so, uh, so they still don't believe it. They still think he's nuts. So they, they go with him out into the woods, and then all of a sudden they find this three-headed troll that's chasing him. And Not what I was expecting, kids. No, that's a weird first reveal. Because none of the other reveals are that fucking weird. No. You would think you would build towards that, but maybe they were just like, you know what, let's just fucking get it out of the way. Yeah. Up front. Because everything else is very traditional. This one here, you're like a three-headed troll, and he's like, no, no, no. Only one is really the hit. The other are like these things that they grow to scare others, attract women. Um, and then we also get the cool scene where he hits him with the UV light and it turns to stone. So I do love that part. Yeah. So what so, about the one part where the troll farts? That was my favorite. <laughs> Jesus, it's I I went. Come on. Yeah, I could have done without that. But, you know, the sometimes the sense of humor are different. Countries are well. I was just curious to say, I'm I'm reading through Neil Gaiman's Norse mythology right now, and I literally just read a story where uh, Loki was a hawk and he shit on a giant <laughs> that was chasing him. So, so it's there. It's yeah. in their it's in their mythology. Um, so yes, he's tired of troll hunting. So uh, after he turns this one to stone, a government official arrives that they had seen earlier, who was in charge of like wildlife. And um, this is now where we find out that he's part of a government group that's the the Troll Security Service. And when this guy shows up, they plant another dead bear. They make more fake tracks to throw people off the trail. And, um, yeah, they go back. He's got, they thought his trailer smelled funny when they were outside. That's because he has troll tails hanging in his trailer (laughs) to cover up his Like you do. You know. And so I think that's part of the charm of this. And hopefully you feel the same way. I think part of the charm is just the silly little things that they put in to be a mockumentary. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, he's like, every time I kill a troll, I've got to fill out this paperwork for the government. <laughs> and he's got the troll tails hanging up, and he's got, he's making troll musk, and he's just got these little, he's like, I can't sleep in the dark, you know. Fun? 
funny? Sure. Sure. Okay, thank you. Uh, and so now he's got to try and get a blood sample from this next troll. And where does this troll live? In, in, in your booty hole? <laughs> Mr. Pillow Pants? That's Mr. Pillow Pants. <laughs> Not to be confused with Listerine. Um, <clears throat> the does troll he, that gets. Does he live in Nib, Nib Glob? Guys, this is an American fairy tale. They're under the bridge. Three little billy goats on a bridge. Yeah, <laughs> so the, the bridge. troll lives under the bridge. Um, and so he, to provoke the troll, he, he spreads some Christian blood around. <laughs> <laughs> and he's got his troll attack suit because he's got to get a blood sample from this troll. Do you picture people in the theaters over there when this came out, like, violently laughing at this? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And what about when he gets smoked by that troll? Oh, I thought he did. <laughs> Just absolutely smoked. Gets, gets it together. Gets the blood sample, kills that troll, but trolls don't just turn to stone. What else do they do? Uh, explode. Oh, that yeah. one explodes. Oh, yeah, that one does explode. <laughs> one, the main reporter guy has got the goo all over him. And the sound lady's like, you look like a newborn right now. <laughs> um, so they take that to a vet, and they actually get to interview the vet. And she's like, ah, I can't talk about this. And the troll hunter's like, no, no, no. I take full responsibility for this. You tell them everything. And so she talks about the different types of trolls. Da-da-da-da-da. As you do. Uh, he says you look for clues in newspapers, which, Professor, that reminded me of Supernatural, how they would go through mm-hmm. tabloids to yep. find cases. He was like, oh, this, they said this bridge just collapsed, but actually this tall troll walked underneath it and his head knocked the bridge out. Yeah. So that's where I went troll hunting. It's fun. I'm sorry you guys don't like fun. Uh, I'm glad Professor does. <laughs> yeah. Um, anything before we hit the, th- the final act here? Mm-mm. Nothing? No? Okay. So they go in this cave where they don't think there'd be any trolls, but there are multiple trolls in the cave. And it's while they're there that the cameraman admits that he is a Christian. And that's how they've been smelling him this whole time. And he gets killed. This is also where they get farted on, which is your favorite. Yeah, classic. <laughs> Had a pair of gloves this whole time. <laughs> but they decide they're going to keep going. They can't stop now. New camera woman arrives. Just like Diddy. <laughs> New camera woman arrives. They say, are you a Christian? Do you believe in God? She's like, well, no, I'm not a Christian, but I'm Muslim. <laughs> they were like, does this work? And the troll hunter's like, maybe. Let's try it. <laughs> she okay? And then uh, we find out that the power lines, I think this is fun, because now when I see power, big power lines, the power lines are what? Anybody? Conductors? They are, <laughs> but they're electric fences for the trolls when you see the giant transformers and power lines. And we find out that all the trolls have rabies, which is a weird twist, because our guy that got attacked and bit earlier is now acting weird. He got bit, but these motherfuckers are gi- like a bite from something that big would... <laughs> Split you in half. Right? Yes. So. There's where the fiction starts is what I'm saying. Like a turtle bite. (laughs) Here's where the disbelief starts. Right. So then we get the giant troll. Which at this point only the troll hunter has ever seen one of these I think it's an odd choice that every time we encounter a troll it's a completely different design. I think that's an odd choice for the movie. I like it but I agree. It is. It is odd. Because you would you would have thought they would have just kind of developed a look and went with that for or a film. singular one to just keep 
chasing after. Yeah, cat and mouse. Bit, just like an, just an odd, up. but an odd choice. Yeah. Not one that I would have uh, expected. I would guess, and I'm I'm I only dip my toe in Norse mythology, but I would guess that there's different types of trolls and giants yeah. in Norse mythology, and that's what they're drawing from. Yeah, no, that's what my guess would be. What'd you think of that giant troll, Todd? Well, the, <laughs> is this where the they they're in the town and he sees the street sign? And in the mirror, it says Goblin. <laughs> uh, what if the giant troll would have hung Dong? <laughs> I thought one did at one point. There's its tail. Yeah, I was like, turn the light on it now! <laughs> Freeze that meat! <laughs> Rock hard! Uh, there you guys just bunch grown and make winter jokes. <laughs> we do well. Like what they're here. Man. That's what people. I'm making for. another fart jokes when we do five minutes on winter jokes. Balls. Um, I also like that. Again, we get another good Christian joke. He's like, I'm going to try and lure him in, and he starts playing a Norwegian version of "What a Friend We Have in Jesus." <laughs> I'm on a speaker <laughs> real loud. to draw him away. And the troll is pissed. <laughs> And uh, so they chase him. They stop him. Uh, Boy, there's a real nasty wreck. I think that was done well. Um, Then the feds come. The kids are never seen again. In scene. That was a dramatic drop. I think it's fun. Yeah. It's one when I saw it was found footage. My expectations were not high. but it was a different it, it did something different with it and by the end of it I was entertained by it hey oh I yeah. got one well I got yeah. two I think Professor yeah. said he enjoyed it I said it I mean I enjoyed it both times I watched it I just I don't it's one of those things where it's it's tough to be objective if you're completely tired with the type of something but at the same time this movie works because of that approach yeah because if this were traditional I wouldn't be that interested. It would look. It would look like Harry Potter bathroom scene, right? And just chambers. I, I yeah. wouldn't be my bag. But the fact that we're making it with the found footage style and documentary, and it it, it adds a, a little bit of a element of, of horror to it. It, it helps that the there. trolls were nocturnal. Yeah. yeah. So I thought it was. A, I thought it was a novel approach, and I'm always looking for stuff uh, to watch this time of year. I mean, it's not full blown winter horror, but. It's got some elements. I don't want to see any more like it, though. Yeah, I like it as a one shot right. thing. I don't want to see I this s- done to death. I can I, see why this birthed an American career for the director, though. Yeah, I was going to say, and I also think it only works for me because it's Norwegian <clears throat> or Scandinavian. It, isn't if this, it was like an American movie? I was going to say, isn't this one that they were trying right. to like it's, not not the found footage part, but weren't they trying to remake this? Well, I have no uh, idea. It's an interesting based on all the speculation you read, probably. <laughs> It's the factuals. Was it printed on April first? <laughs> I do. I agree. That it's interesting. Sturgill Simpson was making a remake of Troll Hunter, playful with approach to other cultures. Yeah, lore. So I mean, I if that alone, I think is is fun. It, to me, it takes me back to like Black Sheep. While not a found footage movie, it only works because it's a Kiwi movie. It right. was made in New Zealand. So like, you couldn't. Uh, there couldn't be an American Black Sheep. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there well, is, well, there it was, is, but it was Chris Farley. <laughs> it was good. Yeah. So but, you're you're basically culturing us by taking us around the globe. Thank you. Well, thank you. Someone's got a class this. <laughs> I tried with Italian horror. It just it's tough for me to summarize. Now, if there was a spaghetti monster in one of your Italian horrors, 
Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Spaghetti monster. Jesus. <laughs> you know who'd get fucking smoked by them trolls first? Old Pastor Grizz. Yeah, that's there. true. They just smell it emanating off of me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, but uh, we in know, all seriousness. We know who they'd eat last. <laughs> <laughs> it, I think... At the end of the day, I mean, he doesn't steal the show, but I, I really think that the the troll hunter himself does a great job. Oh, he's the yeah. driving force of the whole movie. He has he's, to, too. He's... There has to be enough quirk to him, or the movie's dull. Yeah. Like, it's... Yeah, he, to, he makes it work. And, and him to, to go through the funny bureaucratic stuff while he's living in a trailer with troll tails hanging yeah. up in it, like, it's it's got a charm. It's got a charm. All right. Thanks for coming out. Let's, uh... Let's go to one that, that I, I enjoyed. Let's talk about uh, Don't Go in the House. <laughs> I did that just for you. Don't go in the house. Don't. 1979 or 80, whichever you're looking up. Vinny, which one? Is it 79 or 80? Who cares? I know you like arguing with child about that. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like 1980. <laughs> Written and directed by Joseph Ellison and starring... Dan Grimaldi, Robert Carnegie, as Donnie and Bobby. That's all I have. Okay. So, uh, I picked this because I've pointed out on the show multiple times before that I'm a big fan of this era of slashers and from a regional standpoint. Regional, yeah. Um, and so this is one of the better offerings um, for that. Uh, there's a wonderful book called Nightmare USA by Stephen Thrower. That covers a lot of these and the areas that they were made in. He does a huge write-up on this one, which is excellent. But anyways, I picked this just simply because uh, from that whole string of films, this is one that I think is uh, way better than it ever gets credit for. Um, It's regarded... uh, It got basically torn apart by critics as just sleaze. Uh, But I think there's a lot more beneath the surface. Mm -hmm. Um, So... It's a pretty straightforward plot. Um, it's 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 got a lot of grindhouse elements to it. So the movie uh, basically opens up uh, with our main character Donnie, who's at work, uh, where he watches a guy basically get caught on fire, does nothing, uh, just walks away from it. Uh, we quickly start to paint the picture of a guy who is just a loner. He doesn't fit in at work, um, and there's. Something very just somber about the guy. Um, He gets home uh, from that situation where, you know, he's ridiculed by workers for not helping. Watching the guy just go down into flames while he just stands there looking at him. Uh, But he gets home and basically his mother expires. And we then watch him um, party. I mean, absolutely turns on the disco music, just starts dancing around the house. Starts wiling out, smoking yes. in the house. Jumping yep. in the chairs. Kevin McAllister stuff. Smoking. He, yeah. really, he did. He went home alone. Yeah. Deleted scene, fun fact. He was smoking in Home Alone. <laughs> so, he also begins the immediate construction of basically a fire room in the house. Um, and so... We tap into a lot of elements of Psycho Mm -hmm. with this. Yes. Um, So the first one, his first victim, after this situation where his mother has passed away and he's rigged the house up the way he wants it, um, he basically gets a uh, girl 
in his vehicle with him. Um, somebody who he dupes his way into a floral shop uh, last minute to get flowers for his mom. And she helps him out. Then she's stranded, ends up in his car. And he basically talks her into letting them stop by the house real quick. And he gets her inside where he then proceeds to knock her out, chain her up. And what's interesting about this is two things. One, it is excruciating. The attack is incredibly violent. Now, I didn't know this when I picked the movie, but there's different versions of this film. So I don't know if everybody sitting at the table has watched the same version. Um, But I wonder because my note was straight to Bush. Yep, well, that's there. Uh, so they've got her strung up, and he comes in and douses her with petrol or gasoline or whatever, and then proceeds Don't get to... all British. <laughs> Aluminium. Uh, proceeds to then set her on fire, and it looks incredibly real. Um, did everybody see this in the version they watched? Because uh, I... I watched mine... I watched on Tubi. I watched mine on Tubby. <laughs> So this wasn't movie. Uh, I, I don't remember it being that explicit. No, because I had just read last night when I was digging around just for deeper stuff on the movie. <clears> the <throat> different versions of the film were out where they had edited it heavily. Okay, on like some of the streaming services. I, man, which I didn't. Know I got excited because I found it on my shelf on open. Which <laughs> I, I discovered it. I think <laughs> this is a recent. I say recent, but it was one of the last conventions before shutdown. Uh, so I can't even think of who put this one out, but when I put it in, I thought I was like, uh, I thought maybe I fucked up because it said the burning. So yeah. I was like, oh fuck. Yeah, it's also known as the burning, um, which but, is a more accurate title than "Don't Go." Yes, because yeah. no one voluntarily goes. But I feel like True. I feel like the, the era <laughs> that it came point. out though, "Don't Go in the House," those movies were popular. So the the imagery with this is is some of the most startling of the whole. That whole era of slashers and everything else because we get her, she's got her hands hooked up above inside this cold, just steel room or whatever the material is in there for him to set her on fire. And so she is completely naked. I mean, it is gruesome. And the interesting thing with it is we peak right there with the violence and then we tone it way down from there. Uh, but she, they've got like a dummy set up where she's also tied in the exact same position and it looks the same. And they set that on fire. Mm. And then they blend her moving with it. Uh, it looks like she is on fire. I was going to say, because I watched it and I was like for, especially I knew the time period that it came out. And it's obviously not CGI. <laughs> and I could see like her hands moving. That's what I was like, did they burn this actress? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I was going to say that's basically just the initial setup. We I quickly birthed a psychopath. I thought it was a Pepsi commercial for a while. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is my first viewing. Saw it on Tubi. Tubby. One Tubby. First viewing. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. So starting with the setup, I'm like, huh. I could almost sniff it right out from the beginning. I'm like, this is one of his regional horror, that era period. Yeah. Um, spoiler alert, I, I enjoyed this film. And I'll obviously, probably you can probably guess for reasons why by the time we Stra- get to the end. Straight to Bush. <laughs> well, that, that wasn't in my version. I feel cheated. Yeah, you've got something to look forward to. Yeah, I'm going to buy it. Yeah. Wait, 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 there's more. <laughs> um, 
I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> That's literally right at the pawn shop. I can't wait to scour the pawn shops for this one. Um, but one thing you left out, and I'm not calling you out on that, is that uh, we do get the flashbacks oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. of his mother, who's just awful, that would grab his arms, pull him over the stove the gas range. burners, and burn his arms up. Which also looked pretty real, too. Right. Yeah. And so, that's where we, this is before he burns the flower girl, and we're like, oh, that's why he freaked out and didn't help old boy. Because he's, he's afraid, afraid of fire. fire. Yeah. And they're like, oh, wait, he's afraid of fire, but he's also an arsonist. Yeah, because I had forgotten on my notes there, he basically walks out into the kitchen right after she's passed away, and he's like looking at the box of matches and stuff out there. And so it, it does some of the flashback there with it when he's doing his Which, boogie, boogie Nights dance montage. Yes. Which they, because uh, <laughs> we start hearing different versions of, of Mother, too. Mother speaking. So there's like a demon mother. Uh, and I instantly thought, man, this is, this is a huge uh, Friday the 13th ripoff. And I was like, wait a minute. Uh, Friday the 13th hadn't came out yet. So, um, no, so it was a psycho. It had been strong psycho vibes. Oh yeah, they even purposefully have a house up on the hill. Yes, that I they that, show from that angle. I noticed that shot as well. Um, sitting in a chair. Yeah, I, I, mother's I, female. I was gonna say too. Uh, Coincidence? <laughs> just keep rolling. Don't assume. Well, and I, yeah. I feel like the the strange part is is the the costume that he's using when he's killing the girl, and that you can't even see his face. But then directly after, you can see his face. I kind of thought maybe he's gonna. It's gonna become. Uh, your typical slasher with the 80s turn into... Yeah, like they were going to make that his signature. Yeah. Like, yeah. Pick a power tool. And a costume. A, and, yeah, and a mask. And just like all those slashes of time. But it really didn't pan out that way. Yeah. Because I suspected that's what was going to happen as well. And that like fire suit that he's got is iconic. Isn't especially like a, for... Isn't it well, like a World War II it's like fire suit that he saw in that storefront? Yeah. Yeah. But it's... It, it remains striking when you see it. Yeah, but, but yeah, I, I did find it strange that that the version I watched, I was just like, because because it literally like, um, I think he knocks he knocks her out, and we're done, and <laughs> <laughs> he, he knocks her out, and and then so she's waking up, and I just it, I didn't expect that it goes from her being knocked out to full back and I'm like oh I'm right in her bush like <laughs> it, caught, it caught me off guard and then the, it's so uh Todd vomited it's <laughs> I can do it's <laughs> it's so uh uh blunt and brutal that the next victim I don't even think it shows him killer which I thought was so that's what's so smart off. about this movie um is so with the second victim that we have it's a stranded motorist uh, that he gets back, but post-kill is where we go straight to. We don't show the whole act again, but what we do show is a crisp body. Ugh. And, more importantly, we show smoke billowing through the house. Yeah, It's very creepy. Um, and you hear him use the same line off-camera when she gets in the cab of truck. Do you mind if I stop by my house real quick? Yeah. The same one he used on the other. So you know exactly what's coming, and they don't have to show it again. Which, it's not gratuitous at all. Which, which as he starts collecting them, and, and they're, they're, the corpses are, are put in a nasty dress, and they're in the room, my first thought was like, man, is it bad enough that you're abducted, you're burnt to death, but now... You have to sit here and be stuck in a room with this asshole and listen to him. I'm like, please, God, take me. Yeah. So that's so. This is what 
this is another step of my engagement in the film. So like, would you watch this in 4D? Uh huh. <laughs> so you get the you get the the weird setup, and then the flamethrower kill, and I'm like, okay, you have my attention. And then when you like, you got the room of his corpses and dresses, and I was like, now you have my interest. <laughs> Were you? Did this you, is when Grizz's shirt comes <laughs> off. Did you burn hot dogs during every burn scene just I to did. add to the ambiance? Yeah, it's 4D. I wanted the smell. Yeah. Yeah. He's wearing VR glasses <laughs> when he watched this movie. Oculus. So, so the movie doesn't take too many uh, crazy turns plot-wise from here. It's, it's more about the nuances of the filmmaking, which are, in my opinion, very impressive for a... Very low budget movie. Yeah, it's pretty straightforward, um, and it, but it never feels low budget. I was, so, I was gonna say the biggest twist for me is because because Bobby's like this likable coworker, is that he calls Bobby. Bobby's just sitting in his living room and is like, "Oh, I got with his wife and kids, yeah, his wife and kids," and he's wanting to, he's he's I think he's just wanting someone else like, to, hey, to, we'll to connect with. He's like, "You want to go to a movie?" And he's like, "No, no, no." I, I got these two, and the thing is, he's already had these plans. He already had the plans made <laughs> before, before he even called him. But yeah, he's like, uh, like my wife thinks I'm working out of town. <laughs> I was like, yeah, Jesus, Bobby, were you hoping I'd call tonight? <laughs> yeah, were you waiting by the phone? Well, before that, though, he goes yeah. to visit the priest. Yeah. Well, even before that, we've eventually graduated to four corpses in yeah. his home that he is <clears throat> interacting with. Oh yeah, and. Notably, with this movie, we take time to have them rotting. Uh, they are getting gnarly. Oh yeah, and and in a way that they're not trying to do in the traditional gimmicky way with practical effects. I mean, they're literally trying to make it look like he has four corpses, yeah, burnt and rotting. In which, which then they start like making fun of him, and he's like, "Which one of you said I had a baby dick?" <laughs> so um, that's where we really start to see the psychology of this guy unfold with him just into madness. Yeah. I mean, because he's sitting and talking with his mother and these women that he's killed in the home. But at the same time, and this leads into what you're talking about with him going to the church, he's, there's a lot of alone time, a lot of, uh, kind of just solemn moping around. Hello, darkness, my old friend. (laughs) That could fit with plenty of it. But what I think is very impressive is the way that everything externally in this movie feels cold and blue mm-hmm. until we get in the house. It's like fire and ice. Yeah. And so if you notice, like when he's out, he's at a frozen lake. He's walking around in snowy spots. And it, there's all this blue tint to it. But then when you get back, you know, for the violence, we got flames and, and more color in there. And this is all for a very... Independent movie, I like. I can't stress that enough. I think the guy who photographed it went on to have a career, but the director, I think, just did like one or two things. Mm. This was the only successful thing, yeah. and so that's what is so different about this movie. There's a lot more going on um, than the usual offerings like this, where it would just be the usual check A B C of stupid shit to fill the runtime. Mm-hmm. Whereas this, they're really trying to paint a narrative yeah. of this troubled guy who's coming undone yeah. but he seeks refuge at this church and they're looking to get holy water is, is where you were headed next which yeah. I think his name was Father Garrity yeah yeah never heard of a Father Garrity before <laughs> it's, just, it's, it's just on brand for hey we got a priest Father Garrity <laughs> um, this jersey yeah exactly 
Yeah, he goes in, he visits his priest, and his priest, he's talking about, you, you know, my mom, my dad, you didn't do this, you didn't do that. And the priest is like, you need to let that shit go. You need to forgive your mother for what happened, and you need to grow beyond, like, this darkness that's inside of you. And I think that starts with forgiveness. And he's like, okay. Goes home, grabs his mom's corpse, says, I forgive you. <laughs> Not then, what the father meant. <laughs> and then takes holy water and blesses each of the corpses, which I was like, okay. I, I will say, at, the, at this point, too. You pulled me in further. We have had flashes, especially of Mother, which is terrifying. Yes. A uh, Mother just, like, standing in the hallway like this yes, crazy-ass I corpse. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Which, which definitely is all off. his madness. Yeah. Yeah. So, I just thought that was very interesting. So, yeah, we... we Vinny, do you have anything you want to add here before we jump into the last Did you bit? watch the movie? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I watched it. No, you guys... On Tubi. Yeah. To be continued. I'm agreeing with you guys on about everything. That's why I'm not adding a whole lot. Uh, can we let you get the jump on the next one so you can talk a little bit? Uh, yes. No, I, there's one scene that bothered me, and I I almost barfed when he kissed the corpse. <laughs> that scene, like, I went, I out loud by myself went, Egh! Yeah. It's good you don't have my version then, because in mine he went down on it. <laughs> <laughs> that was not on Tubby. You're off the show. <laughs> Did I get canceled? It was a different <laughs> disc. Uh, so, uh, did you guys enjoy the scene where he's in the department store getting clothes picked out for him for the disco? Yeah, for, for, for Bobby's big night out. <laughs> so he goes by, out. By uh, Doug Jones' older cousin. <laughs> so he, he goes out to the club with his buddy. Was it, what's the buddy's name? Bobby. Bobby. And, and Everybody the, in Jersey is Bobby. Bobby, and, Bobby from fucking Jersey. And the, and the women he's got lined up. Uh, things seem to be going okay. I would agree. <laughs> Until right. things aren't. Yeah. Who told that bitch you didn't want to dance? <laughs> yeah, man, I have told women don't try and pull me on a dance floor. So and I she kept it. trying. So then <laughs> that he, actually made me. So then he threw he threw yeah. a lit candle into her hair. <laughs> well, first guy like smashes it in her face. Yeah, yeah. Glass first, uh, <sighs> and then tears ass out of there. <laughs> And to which beat up by her, her, her brother. brother comes tearing out. Of the, you scarred my sister for life. Which the, the, and beats the living fuck out of him. Yeah, <clears throat> the actor talked about that. He he go because he does a commentary on the disc and he goes, "Wait for it, my super punch is coming." He's like, "Watch, he lands about twenty on me, and then I knock him out with one." <laughs> it's like it's ridiculous because the guy just pummels him, and then he finally gets one across and knocks the guy out. <laughs> yeah. So on the way back, uh, he happens across two women who are drunk as fuck. Offers them a ride. Let's go potty at my house. Oh, what happened to you? Oh, these uh, three guys <laughs> jumped me. With knives. <laughs> With knives. And I kicked their asses. <laughs> and he starts giving them the same speech that he was giving the corpses about how he stood up to the guy at work. The same line of shit. <laughs> uh, I'm a former Marine. <laughs> Green, Green Beret. Beret. I thought Green I like the Beret was the yeah. army. Yeah. Uh, it's just like it, though. When she said that, I was like, oh, you're fucking dead. <laughs> you are dead. So he gets him back to uh, his house. and then... For the real disco inferno. Sorry. <laughs> so, of course, uh, long story short, he has them both in the inferno room. And uh, then, was he get distracted at this point? And then Bobby has gone to the, the priest's house. Father Garrity. Father Garrity's house. 
We're like, he's going fucking nuts. He burned a bitch's face. <laughs> yes. He, he After you just watched your friend crush a candle on a woman's head in a nightclub, don't go to the cops. Go, go to, to Father Garrity. Go yeah. to the priest. But also, he's worried because the guy's going to kill him. How does he know where he lives or any of that? So uh, they get to the house. Uh, they discover the women uh, unharmed at this point for the most part. In the burn room. In the burn room. <laughs> And then you guys can go from there. I've blabbed on that long enough. I mean, pretty close. They get in, and he comes around and torches the father. (laughs) You lied! You said this would work, and it didn't! (laughs) (laughs) It's the priest with a flamethrower. It's like, hey, Donnie, you blessed the people you killed. That's why it didn't work, (laughs) dickhead. Uh, But, yeah, he torches uh, Father Garrity, but they save him. They they quickly cover him up, put him out. That's because he does, uh, like, a a two-mile run on fire. (laughs) Yeah. Um... So, yeah, we get the girls saved, uh, we save the father eventually, and Donnie is taken down by corpses, which I view as, in his mind, I think the house just burns up. Mm. Um, I don't think we go full-blown, don't take this from me. Yeah. <laughs> but, th- but again, the twist that they do after it, yeah, you could say that it all is supernatural. Yeah. Uh, but so the, his victims and mom envelop him. They, they're up and they're after him. Love and it. He's still in the house. It's going up in flames as that happens. And we see uh, the supposed demise of Donnie. Stood up in my chair. I was waving a towel around. I was like, get him. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Them corpses up. I'm just glad that they went in the house. Because that's why those two girls got saved. Yeah. So a fucking stupid title. <laughs> it should be called Please Go in the House. Yes. Save them. Uh, but yeah, we finished the movie with uh, another child, uh, completely different, um, who then has a voice encouraging him as he deals with an evil mother. So we suppose yeah, that this has carried on yeah, to another. that was a unique choice for the ending. Yeah, c- uh, completely unnecessary. But yes, I because I even well. had to rewind to go, wait a minute, are we back to when he was a little kid? And I was like, oh no, wait a minute, it's a whole different fucking You kid. know what else that reminded me of? The cold open and the thing at the end was Pieces. Because Pieces hadn't been made yet either. Yeah. You get that opening with the insane situation with the mom. Goes different, obviously. The but, jigsaw puzzle. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, that is uh, don't go in the house. One of the better grindhouse offerings I think that exists. I I can't agree more. I I started it and I was like, eh, this is weird. And all all these regional ones always hit for me somewhat, but they're never like never like oh man, you got to watch this one. This one was different. This one was I'd say of some of those like uh, what's the Thanksgiving one. Blood Rage. Blood Rage. Yeah. Like, this hits for me better than Blood Rage. Cool. But I like Blood Rage. You see what I'm saying? Like, I like all the regional ones. This is a better movie. Yes. Yep. The Um, title leads you to believe it's going to be complete camp. It's actually pretty well made for for a little indie. It is. I I enjoy this film, and I would recommend it to slasher fans. Awesome. I think it's a perfect double feature with Maniac. Ooh. In the city. I was reminded of Maniac because mainly because of the ending, too. Yeah. Well, I love Maniac, so. Good times. Uh... It was a piece of shit. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd never heard of it. Uh, like, never heard of it. Never seen a clip of it. Nope. Nothing. Me neither. Uh, so, getting into it, and of course, like I say, at first you kind of, you really get psycho vibes off of it, which obviously I don't believe was an accident. Uh, but it was its own thing. It ended up being something that, it, 
it wasn't just the poor man's psycho. Yeah. It was completely its own thing. And this is another situation like, uh, what's the one we, we did recently, uh, the Edge of the Axe, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. where because all of these streaming services are looking for content constantly, shit like the, this is getting some getting unearthed, if you will, and a platform given to it where otherwise, unless you were in a video store and saw a cover, yeah. you probably wouldn't have seen it. Well, so, for... I was going to say, listeners who who pick up actual discs, Severin is doing a brand new scan and release of this on Blu-ray. Oh, cool. Literally, it'll probably be within a week or two before or after when we are Hmm. airing this, Um, which I think they've done some new featurettes and stuff, so it should be a pretty cool release of that. Hmm. Yeah. Speaking, again, those regional ones, Edge of the Axe, I liked, but I think this is a far superior film than Edge of the Axe. Awesome. Yeah. Yes. I yeah. think this too feels like a an actual glimpse into a serial killer, whereas a lot of yeah. movies feel more like just exploitive or slasher. It had sleaze. some. It, this some, feels like some reality. It had some of that Bundy feel to, to it, where he's getting him into the car and all that chaos yeah. within out of you know out of public sight and what's going on at home. With the them. the Bundy feel for getting him in the car, tricking him into the car, uh, making out with their corpses. You know the Bundy stuff. Yes, <laughs> the horny stuff. Anything to add, Hot Tony? Uh, I, I enjoyed, and then um, I there's a few extra features on the Blu-ray I have, and uh, two of them are cool, and uh, one of them is, I forget the, the name of the house now. But, oh, yeah, it's some kind of mansion. But, uh, so it's weird, because uh, the house now is like this big historical mm-hmm. like uh, house, and um, <clears throat> so in the documentary, it's, <clears throat> they're kind of taking you through the tour, <clears throat> And so one of them, the people, the guy that's like head of it and um, also has like a, there's kind of like a ghost hunting version of, of one of the uh, extra features. So they talk about uh, prior to filming of this movie, um, it was turned into an apartment complex and it had a lot of, um, uh, I don't know a good word, so I'm just not going to go further, but uh Basically, kind of people down on their luck, I guess. Uh, and uh, they keep talking to a spirit. Perhaps uh, a heartbreak hotel, if you will. Uh, pretty much. But there's a person that they find out died of a drug overdose that speaks to him in the house. And there's a cool little story with that. Um, but they go through the house, though, as it is now. And um, they show like where stuff was filmed. And obviously, they talk about the um, fire room was probably on a stage or something. But... Hmm. Um, they show like you know where where ideally it would have taken place because they show you like scenes behind them and um, which is cool it's still there and in a public way that you can see it which I think it's in New Rochelle New York because I filmed this like in Jersey and and there gotcha so just a cool uh, little feature because I mean the house that's another cool thing about the movie yeah. is the house they filmed it in is a cool ass house well hopefully they cart those over to this new disc for good sure. times. Glad everybody liked it. Yeah. Yeah. Good choice. And one last thing I'll say. I thought, when I saw the don't, I thought it was going to be one of those British films. Mm. We were joking about in the trailer. Don't. Yeah. Don't. Don't. Yeah. Surprise. No, you were wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I knew that Tubi was pronounced Tubi. So, <laughs> don't bring that to my house. <laughs> Called comedy. Look it up. <laughs> if you're going to listen to this podcast, don't. don't. <laughs>
Tony, what's our next feature? So, uh, round and home, we have Terrifier 2016, written and directed by Damien Leone and starring David Howard Thornton as Art the Clown. Well, I picked this one because uh, a while back, Grizz threatened me with violence <laughs> if I didn't start picking newer movies. I, I remember that day. Yep. Yep, he said, I will do violence on you if you don't start picking things that are newer. Uh, I will visit violence upon your household. Uh, the re- I, I picked this because I've, this is a divisive film, I think, in the horror community. Uh, this is one that I feel like people either love it or they hate it. And we haven't covered it, and I just thought that this would be a good conversation piece. So that's why I picked it. Cool. Which uh, probably the s- third time I've seen it. Uh, this is my second time, unfortunately. <laughs> That's gone. Uh, <laughs> second viewing. And I, I, by the way, too, I, I guess I didn't realize because I'm not sure of how it's connected to the other All Hallows Eve. Mm-hmm. That's where the art character comes from. Which is I, I I've not watched that movie, so I just to me it's just a segment. And oh, it's on Amazon. Okay. So yeah, this is the second time seeing Terrifier. Uh, second time for me, okay. and I'm uh, ready to split this thing wide open. Let's talk about it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> plot plot is very basic. So more or less, I'm not going to get into how the movie opens or anything. Like that. I'm going to give you the basic plot line. Uh, there's a couple girls out for Halloween. They are tipsy. They decide they're not going to drive yet, so they go get a bite to eat. While they're getting a bite to eat, this creepy clown in black and white clothing and face makeup carrying a giant garbage bag comes in and sitting and ogling them the whole time. Uh, the girls go out. The tires been been made flat, stabbed, whatever. Uh, and then Art the Clown kills off. The girl and basically chases another girl for, for the majority of the movie. It, it's very light on plot. And that's the big criticism that people have on it. Is it is very light on plot. And I don't... Do you guys really think there's anything I should add? There, there's just not a lot to it. Anybody want to bring up the, the wraparound? So yeah, in, in the beginning you're watching like a, a, a news magazine type show. And it's an interview with this woman who is a survivor... Of an attack from Art the Clown, and she is horribly disfigured. Yeah. And then after the interview, the anchor is in her dressing room talking about how gross she was to look at and this and that. And then old girl comes in and uh, murders her, fucks her up, basically fucks her face up as bad as hers. Which is pretty intense. It is. Yeah. 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 So, um,. Let's see. I, I guess initial thoughts. Do we want to do initial thoughts on the movie or our first experiences with the movie? Or, or, or um, what do you guys want to do at this point? My, my initial experience with the movie was nowhere near as extreme in either direction as a lot of people landed on this. Right. Um, and I'm still kind of the same. Yep. I, I mean, we'll, I, we can get more into a, a, a final opinion, I guess, mm-hmm. towards the back end of it. But that's kind of where I stand on it. I, I don't feel too strongly one right. way or the other. I I agree. I feel like I came late to the party on this one because everybody was buzzing about it. 
and 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 negative and positive. And then so I was like, well, I feel like I should watch it. And and on a side note too, so the actor does a lot of conventions, and he's he's a really nice, cool guy. And I'm like, the fact that I've 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 seen him at a lot of cons. I met him pri- way prior to Terrifier. So I kind of felt like, man, I should watch, I should have seen this movie. Do you think he's real nice because he thinks the movie sucks and he wants people to feel bad for not liking it? I'm just throwing that out. There. <laughs> I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I mean, I haven't asked him, but he is a nice guy. So uh, he did stuff prior to Terrifier. Oh, well, he was obviously in Art the Clown and All Hallows Eve. Oh, you got me. You're like he's done. Well, he's like Hans <laughs> way before Terrifier, and I met him and hung out and we high fived and slam dunked. Um, well, I mean, so way before I saw Terrifier, I guess, so. Oh, okay. Uh, but I watched it. I didn't think it, uh, turned the world of horror, but I didn't hate it either, so, uh, yeah. And that's, that's kind of where I'm at with it. Like, I, I'm not gaga for it at all. Uh, I don't think it, it, I I don't think that it's, it's changed the genre in any way, shape, or form. I don't think it's bad, uh. I, 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 I don't want to call Art of the Clown an icon because it's not that status yet. But it is another horror character. Was Jigsaw the last one we've really had injected into the horror community? You could say the same for Chrome Skull or The Collector. It does suck too. Not familiar. Sinister. But I mean, really, so Arctic, and I think that's the reason that there's a set there it, because it's such a <clears throat> recognizable looking character, Victor Crowley. So you can Victor Crowley is one that's more recent. I'm uh, trying to think of it. But so uh, you know, it's a character that they have at the con, so you can get your picture taken with the guy exactly the way he looked in the movie, wearing the exact same shit. You know what I mean? Um, I don't think I think the uh, effects were done well. All practical effects, and I think oh, the gore incredible. effects were fantastic uh, in this movie, especially for clearly uh, it wasn't the biggest budget picture. I think they do a fantastic job with the practical effects in it. It is light on plot, but so are most horror. Movies, so are, so is every sequel to every major franchise that we all love. In fairness, though, <clears throat> this is exceptionally light. Oh yeah! There is almost no plot, and there's almost no dialogue. All it is is your the most basic horror setup, right? Which, Damsel in distress, costumed killer, gory. Yeah, which is okay, but that's where I, I find it interesting how in love some people fell with it, which is where I think some of the conversation happens, I or agree. some of the debate happens, because I agree. it's like. Can you really be that enamored with a movie that has so little story or dialogue? Is it solely effects work? Because, make no mistake, this is an incredibly low-budget movie. And what they pull off with the effects work is nothing short of insane. I mean, it looks so good. And this is, again, a movie with next to no money. So, I mean... I, and I so I understand why people got excited for that. I also understand that it's a, a whole subgenre of horror that we really haven't had a lot of the throwback glory in a long time, with the exception of a couple of franchises. But I and I was going to bring this up. 
you already said it, Victor Crowley. What I think is interesting is I didn't watch people trip over themselves for Victor Crowley in the way that they have for this. Victor Crowley has every bit as good a gore Mm -hmm. and way more going on story, Mm -hmm. character, dialogue, all that. And so that's where I think the interesting comparison on this topic is because I don't know if it's just people have short memories, they just get excited for something, or they just flat out love this movie and they're getting something from it that just doesn't click with me, which is Mm -hmm. fine. But that's where I think the most interesting thing about Terrifier is for me. If I may. Mm -hmm. We've been waiting a long time to have you. Publicly own your your opinion. Art the Clown is a very cool looking character. I will not take that away from this or the actor who plays it very well. I was very excited to see this because mutual friends of ours were losing their oh, yeah. mind over this film. I'm glad you put it that way too because it's not recommending. It's like this is the next it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> no one at this table, but people, <laughs> mutual friends of ours were losing their minds over this. And my wife and I, who are huge horror fans, obviously, met at a horror convention. We sat down and watched this and we were like, what? This is what everyone is tripping balls over? Doesn't hit for me. But for all the same reasons as you guys said. But I I just don't... Outside of Art being a great character and the actor playing him doing it very well and outside of good gore, I have no kindness to pay to this movie. I, I, I get no entertainment from this film. What if it had been filmed on a camcorder and it was shaking? <laughs> <laughs> that, maybe that would explain why there's no acting or dialogue or storyline. Yeah. You, you, you could cover that in a found footage. One, thing, one thing that I did like about and spoiler, uh, one thing that I did think was interesting is the girl that you assume is going to be the final girl who the story's focused on from the beginning. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> nope. And the fucking killer uses a gun. <laughs> That's so dumb. I agree. It's dumb, okay? But to me, it was... It's never done. No other slasher is using a fucking gun. That's true. No other slasher is ever just picking up a fucking gun to kill somebody. And Art unloads a fucking clip into this bitch's face. <laughs> and they show it. Yeah. I think part of this goes back to something we're not really touching on, which is Abner... The Grizz here does not like full-blown mean-spirited stuff. And this is mean-spirited. But likes Revel's Rejects? But Revel's (laughs) Rejects. You know what I'm saying, though? But but there's more to that in fairness. I mean, going on than than just mean for mean's sake, which I've noticed for years doesn't gel with you. Because there's certain slashers I like. Like The Prowler. I'm obsessed with The Prowler. The Prowler is a well-made movie. Just not for me. Right. So, I get that. But... I, here's an interesting thought for this that I think would have been cool. Own the silence. Have no dialogue. Almost like uh, like a mime kind of situation. But did it. you notice that art never makes a sound? That's what I'm saying. Like, just have everybody be that way. Yeah. Just have everything be about physical motion. And for anybody who says you can't do that, they've never seen the movie Castaway. All right. There's a huge portion of that movie where there is zero dialogue. Because but like, like when art has that lady's baby doll... And he puts his finger up to his mouth and you hear, shh, it's not art. It's steam escaping from a pipe. And even when he's hit, he makes the face and all that other shit. But I really like that, that they kept him 
completely silent the entire way. He emoted because like I, a I mind. feel like the minimal dialogue did more damage than it did good. I feel like it would have been another thing for people to talk about if it was just all quiet. What did bother me, and we're getting to, I'm going to skip a lot. I don't think we need to go through any more beats on anything, do we? There aren't unless you want to walk around, <laughs> unless you want to talk about him walking around in fake titties with his wiener tuck. Which is a weird fucking scene. <laughs> that is, a, yeah, yeah. To Heidi carves the chest and, uh, what hair off of one of his victims to hide and pretend he's the corpse and then prowls around that way later. That great, is a, great addition to a great that's, that's That is a weird visual. That's my sequel to The Prowler too. by you the way. You could say it's terrifying. You could. But again, but Otis Driftwood cutting off a woman's father's face and wearing it is totally acceptable. Who's your daddy? See what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I believe, I feel like there's a double standard. Here. I feel like maybe there was a plot to the other film that we were talking about here. Well, only because it was written by Toby Hooper. So. <laughs> Great filmmaker, by the way. <laughs> Who, Toby Hooper? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, he was. That's why Rob Zombie ripped off his work. Yeah, maybe, so. this, maybe this guy should have done the same. <laughs> Tobey. To- yeah, Sorbet. <laughs> so, uh, Long story short, Art gets gunned down, or he eats a pistol at the end. Because the cops are there, he's caught, so he blows his head off. They end it in the morgue, and Art the Clown sits up out of the bed. Unfortunately. I didn't, that doesn't belong with this movie. You know what I'm saying? Like, it. Killer clown, guy in clown. Because you watch him in the beginning put the clown makeup on and all that kind of shit. So he's a person putting on clown makeup. But then he blows his head off and at the end he sits up out of the bed and he's he's died. I just didn't think it needed that supernatural angle at the end. I thought that was kind of lame. Um, again, I'm not in love with this movie in any way, shape, or form. But I do feel like it gets a lot of undue criticism because I feel like that people are willing to give a pass to a lot of franchise dumb shit that happens in franchises that they then turn around and say is the shits with this. Like, like the the anti-women stuff that I heard a lot. Like they're mm-hmm. like, but I'm like, have you not seen a horror movie? Who's the usual victim? Yeah. yeah. Which is also usually... And a the, lot of times the victorious girl. final person. I was going to say, but also usually the final person too. Right, right. But, uh, so it, it, but it isn't anything that's that's original. It's It's not. But what they did, they were like, let's make a fucking slasher. And it's a slasher at its most base. Most base. They gave that to you. And I think that's why people like it. And let's be honest. There's a lot of people who don't give a fuck about any kind of storyline. They just want to see blood and guts. That's true. This is is the family guy of a slasher movie. (laughs) <laughs> There's no plot to the episode. I can see that. You're just throwing yeah. shit at the I screen. Can, I can totally agree with that. Going, yeah! Ooh! That's neat! I like that! I can totally agree with that. I can totally agree with that. But the other, I think the other side of it is... I think Family a lot of, kind of has plots. I think what, play, what plays into it, too, American is... I think plots. a lot of it is the convention appearances. That both the director and the actor are doing in costume, and I think because I think they're, they're just, I think because they're so accessible. Yeah, I think that I think that things. pumps it up a little more too. Because because not to be Todd, but there's supposed to be a terrifier too. Yeah, there there, uh, there when, already is when it's at when there is it's already filmed. Yeah, because but Felicia it's not released yet. Do something not released. With it. Felicia Felicia Rose is in it. So 
I'll watch Terrifier 2 because I've watched way worse shit than this. Yeah. And I get that it's not for everybody. I get that it's not for everybody. And again, I'm not championing this movie. I don't think this movie is groundbreaking. Uh, but it's I, also, but I also don't understand the a lot of the hardcore criticism it gets either. Yeah, I I think it's worth watching for the effects work myself. And the effects work is so surprising. It, like, there's a scene with a uh, the jack o' lantern head. Mm. That looks that looks fucking real. Like. And for the budget that they're clearly working on, I was very, very surprised with it. I think the best thing this movie has going for it is Earth the Clown. And I will touch on a note, though, that because uh, I always said if, if I made a movie right now with with what I have to work with, I'm not going to get great actors. So I would have made, I would make a black and white silent movie because how do you get bad actors to be better if you don't have them talk? Like imagine the Last Devil Reject movie, the, the Three from Hell, if Sherry Moon didn't speak. I'm just saying, but but would her butt cheeks be out? I can give or take. I don't care. But not Todd's cup of tea, you know. But now I can't even say that word. A grizz is it's so mad right now. There is a, a to, to bring up the episode because people will argue how things will never work. But there's an episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer called Hush that has um, Doug Jones. Doug Jones. It is one of the scariest things I've ever seen because uh, no one speaks in it. There's there's music and sound, but no one can talk. And there's like these silent demons. It's terrifying. And, and it I, has plot and storyline and characters that you care which about. Is, but, but I'm like, a lot of what we watch don't have plot. So it's something like, I, I am don't, dead. Don't fucking, like, don't bring it. Like, don't say sequels. Like, well, this is just the same as sequels for major franchises that people give a pass to. We have background. We have stuff going into those sequels. I get that they're schlocky, but like... I like that he's defending sequels. It's almost... I feel like <laughs> this year we have Freaky Friday. We have Freaky Friday. Freaky Friday. But I will say this because I'm not even going to... It's not even worth arguing over. Because true. I don't dislike this movie. But I, I'm going to say the... My, I don't know if I would have broke the door down to watch it again. I'll watch Terrifier 2 when it comes out. I'm excited Felicia's in it. Yeah. But I'm like... My first... Uh, the first time I viewed it, especially because of the build-up that some of our friends did, I'm like, I don't get it. But I don't hate it. No, and but and right. and, it, and it is an excellent point though. You said Victor Crowley. Why hasn't Victor Crowley had the same effect as an icon? that art the clown off of one fucking movie has I gotten the attention. But, but Adam, I think, I think it Adam is the Green, of, Adam uh, Green's done just a couple cons because he's he's more, and I'm not nothing against art, but that guy's more accessible than Adam clowns. Green. Yes, yeah. yeah, more obsessed with clowns, and that is Bingo. so true. And that's the thing. So. Credit to the actor for showing Which up. Which is also Devil's Rejects, is there's a fucking clown. Because. I think we called it. Yeah. It. I mean, this, I mean trust people, me. People love clowns. Uh, yeah. Being friend, Working with Brian Blair with the masks that he makes, selling to haunters. Clown well, he, masks he got are always a hit. Did he raise your hand if you do a clown bit? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I do a hobo clown bit. Do I have yeah. a clown bit? Yeah. I've got a clown bit, It always bit hits. Yeah. And People Brian, it's accessible because Brian got the rights to do Terrifier licensing. Pumpkin Pulp did get the rights to do an Art the Clown doll. Tonight's so, episode is brought to you he makes by... a lot of money off And, if, and if you're interested and would like an Art the Clown baby doll, go to pumpkinpulp.com. Dot com. And get yourself one. Tonight's it's officially episode licensed. is officially brought to you in part by Pumpkin Pulp. 
<laughs> there when you need it. I don't have nothing more to say. Well, I'm, I'm ready sequel, for. I hope the sequel's better. I hope uh, friendships have ended tonight. Folks. I'm ready to watch you two fist fight, like me and Wilson fist fall on the Texas Chainsaw episode. <laughs> no, go ahead. You can finish. You you two get in your little tub of Jello and you you figure this out. <laughs> or you need to get a tub of Jello. <laughs> and on that, please. And on that note, we are wrapping up another episode of the Monster Mash, and I have been one of your hosts. It's just so joyed to be here, Grizzly Abner. I've been joined by the uh, entertained <laughs> Professor Wagstaff, Venomous Vinny, Hot Toddy. Stay scary, but not terrified, my friends. <laughs>